the gym. My old stomping grounds. <laughs> Hank Patterson, fly fishing guide. Riley Smith, tight end. Yeah, I appreciate that. Hey, you wouldn't happen to be the kicker. No, tight end. Again, thank you. I'm looking for a kicker for Lithia Ford's fall kickoff sale. But you're not the kicker. No. Yeah. Now, nah, the kicker's probably taller. And in a lot better shape, so... Okay. What uh, position do you play? Tight end. Squats. Yeah. Try it sometime. I may be retired, but I still have finances to manage. With direct deposit and automatic payments, ICCU makes it easy to spend less time banking and more time baking. RowPaint.com, the official paint and coatings company of Boise State Athletics, is going all-in this season with an all-star lineup. First up, he led the Broncos to three conference championships and ten 20-win seasons. It's Coach Leon Rice. Next, he's the founder and CEO of RowPaint.com. He played a little basketball in high school on the driveway with his mom. It's Andy Rowe. Oh, no. Want to just paint my house? Now that I can do. When I want Boise State to win, I trust Coach Rice to lead the Broncos to victory. And when I want the best painting and garage floor coating, I trust RowPaint.com to get that job done right. This is Bronco Nation News Live. The best interviews, the most informed opinions, the latest breaking news, all from the top Boise State insiders. Today's broadcast is coming from the Cutwater Spirits Can Cocktail Studios. Check out one of their more than 30 flavors of pre-mixed premium cocktails at your local gas station or grocery store. Cutwater Can Cocktails is perfect for your next game day tailgate party. Now, here's four-time NSMA Idaho Sports Writer of the Year, B.J. Reigns, with another edition of Bronco Nation News Live. Hey, how we doing, Boise State fans? Welcome on in another edition of Bronco Nation News Live here at BroncoNationNews.com. We're going to have Jay Tuss joining us shortly. Got a great episode planned for you today, a Tuesday edition. We heard from Andy Avalos. We heard from Spencer Danielson. We heard from Bush Hamden yesterday. We're going to discuss some of those comments. So get your questions in now. Get your thoughts in. Uh, what do you make of the 2QB system continuing? Uh, what do you make of uh, maybe getting George Halani back in the backfield? Uh, let us know your thoughts, and we will uh, get to the all of those uh, comments here uh, shortly, uh, Jay Tuss is saying, do I have a link? Yes, I sent you a link, Jay. Let's make sure. Yep, you got the link at 833. Uh, so Jay Tuss will be joining us shortly. Um, let me text him real quick at 833. Sorry about that, but uh, Jay will be joining us momentarily once he uh, finds a link in his email. Again, uh, what do you make of the 2QB system? What do you make of uh, everything else that is uh, – 
going on in Boise State Athletics. Do you think the Broncos still have a chance to win the Mountain West Conference? That's one of the things we're going to talk about today. As crazy as it sounds, Andy Avalos a couple times uh, went out of his way to mention the fact that uh, they've looked and done research and teams that play in the championship game typically have a loss in conference. So Boise State still looking at this like they have a uh, a real chance to uh, to win this thing. And so obviously a very tough schedule starting Saturday against Wyoming, but three of the five teams left on their schedule are ahead of them in the standings right now. So they've got a chance to knock off some teams and make some ground. And so as bad as it's been, and I know a lot of you are probably laughing right now, win the Mountain West, ha, huh? yeah, right. Now they're not even going to get to six wins. I get it. But what else is Andy Avalo supposed to say? What else are the uh, players supposed to push for in terms of their, um, you know, their goals for the rest of the season? So, um, yeah, I, I think uh, certainly it's you know not likely, but I think Boise State still certainly has a chance to at least try to win a couple games and be a factor uh, in this Mountain West race here. So uh, I think we can go ahead and bring on uh, Jay Tuss. There he is. Uh, Jay, how's it going, man? I'm good, bud. How are you doing? Doing good, doing good. Appreciate you for uh, joining us. Uh, Jay is here for his uh, Tuesday appearance. This is a uh, Taco Bell Tuesday here at uh, Bronco Nation News. We appreciate Taco Bell and uh, SON Management. Make sure you check them out. Um, took the kids there the other night, and uh, we I think we set a record, Jay. We went back to the counter three different times to order more food. Um, we were, we were uh, going with the little uh, cheesy roll-ups and stuff, and both my kids were – we're hungry and want more, and we uh, we 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 got familiar with the lady at the checkout counter because we went back three times to order more food. But uh, uh, <laughs> enjoyed it, loved it, and um, and it would be a, a lot of fun uh, for any of you to go check out Taco Bell, and I highly recommend it because we had a boys' night there and had dinner, and it was great. So appreciate our sponsors uh, at Taco Bell. All right, Jay, we were uh, we got a lot of comments coming in. And, oh, someone said Mike. I had clicked on the wrong one. Mike, Pr they said Mike Prater's never looked better because I had. In fairness, Jay's late, so it flustered me, and I clicked the wrong one. Yeah, but, hey, sorry uh, about that. We had a special little day at school and took a little extra time dropping the kiddo off. Today. No worries, no worries. And then I just missed your email too, brother. I'm sorry about that, man. No worries, no worries, man. Uh, we are, uh, yeah. I, I, it said you were Jay. It had your uh, nameplate saying Mike Prater, and someone said Mike Prater's never looked better. Uh, is what Rudy said there. So that was uh, that's on me. No, we got Jay Tuss, KTVB Sports Director, with us. This is a Tuesday edition, as I said, of Bronco Nation News Live. Uh, a lot of things to discuss, and I want to talk about some of the uh, injured players coming back, the two-quarterback system. But uh, I guess we'll just start because I was kind of touching on it there, Jay. Uh, yeah. At least twice, maybe three times. One of them was because I asked about it. But on his own, at least one other time, Andy Avalos brought up the fact that they've done the research and the teams in the championship game typically have one loss and – um, I know some people are rolling their eyes. They're, they're kind of laughing, you know, whatever. Oh, they're, they're going to have trouble getting six wins. But what else does Andy Avalos have to, to kind of motivate his team for at this point? What else are you pushing them for? And they are still technically in the mix, still technically control their own destiny. Maybe not to host since they don't play UNLV, but at least to uh, get to the championship game. I believe any scenario I looked at, if they went out with tiebreakers and things, uh, there is no scenario that they would uh, not be in the Mountain West championship game. So unlikely, yes, but uh, still alive, possible rallying cry for this team at this point. I mean, let's be honest, it's been a pretty rough season, but if you can have the bye week and circle the wagons and tell guys, hey, we got five games left, you can still get that ring. You can still get what we wanted to do when the season started. Um, that's going to be the rallying cry here. But I guess the, the question is how realistic or possible uh, is putting a run together like that, in your opinion? I mean, I, I 
I think it's possible. I think it it can happen. Um, but this team's got to like, you know, I, I seeing is believing, right? This team has to be able to start to prove things that they are that they are getting better. And you know, it's kind of one of those things that are we talking about excuses or are we dealing with reality? We we heard a lot of things this week, and one of them is the fact that they're a very young defense. Now we've actually been talking about that for kind of a while. Um, the the coaches continue to reiterate that this week. And Andy kind of also pushed all the chips to the center of the table by saying, but we are also no longer young because all of these young guys that have been playing over the first seven games now have legit experience. And he makes a change at offensive coordinator and he goes on to win freaking coach of the year. I mean, I know that we've mentioned that on this show before too, BJ. So he, uh, he does have a little bit of a track record that he can figure it out, but now is almost more important than ever to get this thing feeling like it's headed in the right direction down the home stretch. And then if they can do that, you know, then that means that these young guys are are learning and growing. And then guess what? A lot of them are going to be back next year then. So that would uh, seem to bode well for the program. But the progress has to start to take place this Saturday against Wyoming. Yeah, and it's uh, obviously the spread has come down. It opened at six. I believe the circle line is down to five now. Uh, 3.30 afternoon game. It's going to be a little chilly. Uh, I was out there this morning uh, with the kids at the bus stop. And was was pretty cold. I was in a t-shirt and shorts for for some dumb reason. I looked at my phone and it said 39 degrees. And I said, well, the high on Saturday is only 46. So it's not going to be a whole lot. It's not going to be a whole lot warmer than this on Saturday for the game. Um, And so, uh, yeah, I um, it's going to be, you know, an after late afternoon game. Sun will be setting in the second half. Don't think we'll really get to see much of the light show. Maybe the post game light show after the game if they win with it turning blue. Um, but, uh, I'll just say this, man. Like, I don't like Wyoming's like, look at their scores and stuff. Like the stats aren't great. And you look at it on paper, you're like, oh, this should be a game they should win. Um, but you look at some of the teams they've played only losing by 21 at Texas, beating Texas tech at home, going down there. Like in the fourth quarter, that game was like, I'm not going to say it was like a, you thought Wyoming's going to win, but like Texas scored late in that game to kind of pull away to win 30 to, to 14 or whatever it is that you said. I mean, they were, it was I'm sure that Texas was uncomfortable playing Wyoming. Yeah. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. It was a very close game. And then they went down to Air Force and only lost by seven points as well in a game that they were leading uh, later in that game as well. So yeah. they've they had a chance uh, at a field goal in that game to take a lead like with like three minutes to go. Yeah, yeah. So they, this team's no joke, BJ. I agree. They're not. Man. They're not. So I think the the overall stats, you know, 111th in offense, 40 something in defense, don't like you know, blow you away when you look at the stats. Um, but, uh, I do think this is a team that's going to come in here and, uh, they've never won on the blue, at least against Boise state. I don't remember. I think they have a potato bowl victory. Um, but, uh, I do think that this is going to be a, uh, a game where, you know, it, it's ideally some momentum building because you got to go to Fresno next week, but, uh, this is not going to be an easy game. And if they get down early Jay and fans are getting restless and there's some booing in the crowd, I mean, you never know what's going to happen here, but it's, let's be honest. I think the bye week probably helped maybe a bit in terms of uh, cooling the the nerves or the anxiousness or the unhappiness, I think, of Bronco Nation. If you'd have come right back in that last week after the Colorado State game, it might have been a little different. So I think you're going to get the crowd uh, a little more behind this team. They're going to feel this maybe by week kind of restart five-game stretch. Um, but if it were to go south, I, you know, it could be pretty ugly there in the second half if they're losing and who knows what's happening. And so uh, somebody had asked about a ticket number. We do not have a, a ticket number yet. Uh, we're waiting um, waiting to see that, uh, here, uh, moving forward. Uh, we had a couple of comments here. Um, let's see. Um, 
Crater had the Tusk Halloween mask. Uh, let's see. Um, that's called that's Justin says that's called spin baby of uh, Avalos trying to say they still have a chance. Um, I mean, Probably, yes, but, but again, again I, don't, I don't know what else he's supposed to say. Like, you know, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah we have no, we have want him no, to hold uh, in and throw in the towel and be like, yes, we're three and four and we're going to be lucky to go to a bowl game. I mean, like, why would he ever, why would he ever say something like that? So it is what it is. Uh, their running back is supposed to play. Harrison Wally said he is, uh, he did say, yeah, I saw something that he's, there's no way he's missing this game. Um, so we'll have to, uh, expect that plan on that Wyoming coming off a of bye week too. Um, they will be healthy and ready. Great fall it's, football weather. Um, again, I'm not saying it's likely. I mean, if you had to go percentages, Jay, I think three, you, I think three and two at this point would be like, you know, maybe plus money probably to go three and two at this point when you've got to go to Fresno, uh, go to Utah state, play air force still and Wyoming at home. Like in the only game that's a quote unquote, like I'm going to like that. I would feel like, you know, I guess give them is, is New Mexico and they just won a game the other day. So they are at least capable of winning. New Mexico Mexico has a little bit of an offense this year. They got a quarterback and a running back that are really talented. And so um, I'm, I'm right there with you. Like I, I want to chalk it up, chalk it up as a gimme, but um, it doesn't feel as assured maybe in even recent years. Like it's just, it's not like the easiest schedule remaining. And, you know, I, I think that we said back in September when they took on this gauntlet of a schedule, like, if they left September three and two, you would you probably would take that. Instead, they leave it two and three, and now they're kind of in this another another five game window where we're kind of counting on them to at least go three and two and attain bowl eligibility and have a chance at a non losing season by winning a bowl game. But we're we're just gonna have to to wait and see if that's if that's possible. I know that it, it's interesting because I mean I'm definitely not gonna complain. Yeah, Andy, Andy Avalos gave us some injury updates this week, and they they seem fairly encouraging. I, I think that maybe temper expectations as guys come back from from injuries and don't expect anybody to play every single snap or even close to that. So yeah, um, yeah, George Solani I mean, ain't getting twenty carries on Saturday. I, I would be surprised. I mean, we we heard that you know DJ Shram is back at practice. I mean, I, I don't think this is going to be a thing where DJ gets thrown out on the field for seventy plays. People, I mean, this might be kind of like a almost a Ben Dooley thing last week where Ben was coming back from an injury and you know he played like the first couple series and maybe I'm not really positive to be honest with you BG if he came back later in that game or not but uh, he was very you know limited and then they went with Ethan Card for a majority of the game I, I would assume kind of maybe a similar thing with DJ returning seeing how he looks but I would expect him to be on you know what would a snap counter Something like that with yeah. Marco Notriani still getting a, the lion's share of the load. Yeah, but uh, I do want to talk about what George Jelani's return could mean. Uh, I want to talk about this two-quarterback system. A lot to get to. We'll do it in 90 seconds. Don't go anywhere. 90 seconds. Quarterback injury talk here on Bronco Nation News. All Bronco Nation News broadcasts come from the Cutwater Spirits Canned Cocktail Studios. Check out one of their more than 30 flavors of premix premium cocktails at your local gas station or grocery store. Cutwater Spirits, perfect for your next game day tailgate party. Our title sponsor is RowPaint.com. For all your commercial, industrial, residential painting needs, check out RowPaint.com. Don't forget about their concrete coatings. Transform that ugly concrete slab on your back patio in your garage in just one day. Contact rowpaint.com for a free estimate today. The official paint and coatings company of Boise State Athletics and our title sponsor at Bronco Nation News is rowpaint.com.
Idaho Central Credit Union has been helping members achieve financial success for more than 80 years. There's an ICCU branch on almost every corner, but the closest is in your pocket with free e-branch mobile and online banking. See why more than 500,000 members love ICCU and join one in four Idahoans by making the switch today at ICCU.com. Since 1984, Ridley's Family Markets has prided itself on being a hometown food and drug store that employed value members of the local community. Ridley's Family Markets has 13 locations in the state of Idaho and many more in the surrounding states. Download the new Ridley's app to your smartphone, get savings up to 40% off at the checkout line, and find a location near you at shopridleys.com. Former Bronco Matt Bowsher is once again the number one ranked realtor in the Treasure Valley. No home is too big or too small for Matt and his team. Let them fulfill all your real estate needs at BowsherRealEstate.com. All right, Jay, I was looking. Uh, I do want to get into the quarterbacks. Let's start with George Shalani. Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk, and, and I went back and watched the first half of the Washington game yesterday um, because I was very curious, A, to remind myself when George Helani got hurt, and B, what did the uh, offense look like when they had both backs healthy and available? Uh, it was the third play of the game that George Helani got hurt, so we didn't get to see very much of it, but on the first two plays, you had uh, George Helani getting, uh, and Ashton Genty both getting uh, on the field together. You had Helani uh, in the backfield, and then you had Genty in motion from slot coming across on the first play. On the second play, they both lined up in the backfield, and then again, Genty went out wide. Um, so um, I do think that, you know, not to say that's going to be every play they run, but I yeah. think that Bush Hamden really did design a good chunk of this offense to include having both those guys out there together with Taylor Green and not necessarily straight triple option, but just a lot of the different stuff they could do with both those guys out there. Again, mm -hmm. I'm not saying they're going to do that for 50 plays on, on Saturday, but uh, I do think it opens up a part of the playbook that Bush Hamden was really excited about using. And even if it's for 10 or 15 snaps, um, I think that's going to be potentially a big deal. And as you work them forward, uh, I also think that benefits, uh, in my opinion, you know, playing Taylor Green because that, you know, you almost go back to what you had in the second half of last season where you just ran at 75% of the time. And if you've got Halani healthy and Genty and Green back there, um, and this offensive line, which now is is healthy and has been playing good all season, um, I think that's a formula to win some games here down the stretch. And that's, let's be honest, an Andy Avalos formula that he likes to play run the ball play good defense and and slow the clock down and limit the possessions and that's that's what Andy wants to do and so um we'll see what happens but uh, I did find it interesting and like I said I went back just to remind myself the first two plays of the game before George Helani got hurt they were mm -hmm. both on the field together um they even tried the next drive Caden Dudley came out and was on the field with Ashton Genty for two plays with the two yeah. backs set again. And then they we, we've kind of, we saw it a little bit with Breezy Dubar, maybe one or two plays, but it's really mostly gone away, the two-back system, once all these running backs have gotten hurt. Uh, I'll be curious what that looks like, but I do think that opens up another area of the playbook moving forward here if Halani's healthy. I agree with you on that one. And um, I do think that it was intended to be kind of a big part of, of their playbook and what they wanted to do on offense. I think that they have... Uh, they had a lot of confidence in utilizing that package. And um, like you said, it's I don't know if I would describe it as the triple option or anything like that, but they they definitely wanted to put their best players on the field. Uh, I, I To be honest with you, BJ, I'm actually almost more interested in how they use Ashton Genty than how they're going to use George Halani because they were kind of picturing Ashton in a very unique role where they put him in um, the slot and they utilized him as a wide receiver. And I think that that will help, help out with yards after the catch and things like that, no doubt about it. But he has been so good as more of like kind of your traditional running back that 
you still have to get him his touches and you make sure that he's in part a part of the game. And I do think he's special. Like I, I look at, you know, um, this offensive line and they're not getting nearly enough credit for some of the holes that they're opening. But Ashton has a great feel for the game right now. It's moving super slow for him as he makes his reads and, and does things like that. And he uh, he almost always runs through the hole that he's supposed to run through. And if that happens in football, or at least with this offensive line, you're going to have space. He works up to the second level. And Ashton Genty one-on-one with a linebacker or safety or anything like that, it is going to be a long, long night for an opposing defense to try to get him to the ground. And we saw that with Colorado State. We saw that with San Diego State. We've seen it just a number of times this season. Maybe the only time we didn't see it was against Memphis because they were selling out to stop Ashton Genty, and they did a really good job of containing him for the most part, for the most part. He still had four touchdowns in that game, you know? Yeah. So um, – I do think that it's going to open things up a little bit for this offense. And like you said, I, I think it also probably means that maybe we do see a little bit more Taylor green. This is the one thing like on offense, I feel like you have to control the narrative BJ, like the, you are deciding the personnel that's on the field. The defense is reacting to you for the most part. And, and how do you keep your foot on the gas and make and be on the attack? And I just don't think that we've seen that. And, and I know that, gosh, man, how how are your mentions the moment you tweeted out that Andy Avalos said they're going to stick with two quarterbacks yesterday? Because mine blew <laughs> I, up. I purposely didn't lot didn't watch for a while. <laughs> yeah, mine mine blew up. It, it I don't know. I can't remember the last Dude, I, time there's been. I was going to say I know where you're going with this. Like I, I can't remember a time like I said, and even even Bush Hamden like admitted like I know it's not what people want or whatever. Like mm-hmm. like uh, I don't remember his exact phrase, but it's like um, it is crazy how what percentage of the fan base is against what they're doing right now. I can't remember a time where it was this obvious that like nobody wants to. I think people would be like there is a large faction that want Taylor Green, but even the people that want Taylor Green, I think would be happier if you just played Maddox Madsen the entire mm-hmm. game than just doing this back and forth type thing. Yeah, and I, that's what with these two quarterback rotations. Um, I, I think that the teams that utilize them are just in scenarios where they feel like they have to. I, I mean, and, and clearly Boise State feels like they're in that scenario. Nobody would pick this way, and if you were to pick this way, again, you go back to like a, a, a Brett Rippin Montel Cozart situation where it was like 90-10, 90 Brett Rippin, ten you know Montel Cozart where he's just sprinkled in, and and right now through two games of this, Maddox Matson has played more than Taylor Green has. And I, I know we probably sound like a broken record, BJ, but it's it's just kind of a conundrum at this point where your focal point has been on the sideline more than he has been on the field. Why? Why can't you control that better? Is it a lack of execution on early downs when Taylor Green's in the game? Maybe because when they're in second and third and long, that's when they have to bring in Maddox Madsen to try to you know get him out of a out of a little bit of a jam. And I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily fair to Maddox Madsen either, you know. So um, to always feel like you're working behind the chains, you know, I, I just, how do you control the narrative better? How, how do you achieve what Bush told us yesterday as a 60-40, 65-35 split between your starting running a quarterback, which is Taylor Green, and your backup quarterback, which is Maddox Madsen? Do you think that actually happens though? Do you think Taylor Green actually gets more snaps than Maddox Madsen this week? Dude, I'm just of the mindset that I got to I got to see it to believe it now. And I I it didn't it hasn't happened either of the last two games where we definitely thought it was going to happen and even after the you know the first game with San Jose State where I was like, "Well, we were behind, so we had to go with Maddox because we felt like he was a better passer." Well, you weren't behind against Colorado State. You're, and you're I'm going to be completely honest, like yeah, and, and Maddox Madsen like it, I mean 
he came in and threw into triple coverage and threw a pick. Like he maybe is an overall better passer than Green, but I don't think it's a huge. I don't think he's like like Andy Hill. These these kinds of people kind of bug me. Like I love Talon, but his passing drives me bonkers. Sailing passes and throws behind the receiver. Like, is it really like that every play? Like, come on. Like, is he is he is he dropping in dimes? Like, go back and watch the first, that Washington game, man. He had some great passes in the first part of the Washington game. Um, just dropping it in there. So um, I, I just think some of the narrative on Talon Green that, that he can't throw, that he's always every pass sealing it and throwing behind there. I just yeah. don't think that's true. I think people have that in their mind, and it's just not true. And I think the coaches have it in their mind. And I get it that the third down percentages are up a little bit. Like, and they're obviously saying that's because they're using Madsen. Like, um, I get it. True. Maddox, that's fine. Has been, Maddox has been much more efficient on third down, everybody. Like, it, it, it's actually a wildly. Uh, different, different. It's a, it's a big difference. I mean, well, I also uh, think I, if I they gave Dylan Green more chances on third down, those numbers would kind of correct a little bit. Uh, potentially, yeah, you, you might be right on that. Um, I, I'm not going to argue with you on that. that. That could be the case, but I, I will say this: uh, I looked this up prior to last weekend, so maybe it's changed because Boise State was on a bye and other teams played. But Maddox Matson's third down passer efficiency rating was number one in the Mountain West Conference at just over 173, and Taylor Green's was 12th out of. 13 qualified quarterbacks now the one thing about quarterback efficiency rating is it doesn't necessarily take in the efficiency of your legs so if Talon picks up a you know a rushing first down on third down that's not necessarily accounted in in that type of stat um I I you know BJ sometimes like I, I think that it almost might be a little bit of a message um and I could be 100 100 wrong here but how many times have we heard or did we hear in the preseason that we worked on Talon's throwing motion? We've worked on his footwork, his mechanics, his ability to throw from the pocket. And I will say that, you know, over those last couple of games where he was the starter, we he didn't throw a ton from the pocket. His his passing statistics over the middle of the field really struggled. And that's often when you step up into the pocket and hit guys going over the middle, that's where you thrive, right? And he was more of the guy that let's pull it. Let's get outside the pocket and, and try to make a play with our legs or find somebody dragging across the field and, and throw it to them. And so sometimes I just wonder if it's a message like they want him to take what he's worked on in practice and utilize it in the game. He can't have, you know, sloppy footwork and things like that. So I, it might be just a, a point of frustration. I think that what, what did Bush Hamden say something along the lines of, you know, when you're this deep into the season, it's not necessarily training grounds anymore. Like that's that's meant for the preseason and the off season and things like that. Like you just kind of have like, sure, you can make improvements, but what you work on in season is just drastically different from what, what you work on outside of the season. Like you might be able to spend a whole week working on footwork during the summer to where it might be condensed to a 10 minute window on Sunday or Monday or something like that when you're in season because you have to get ready for the opponent you're going to play. Yeah, no, uh, no doubt about it on that one. Um, I, I just, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, they're going to keep using two. It's funny. I just like, it's like they're calling Taylor Green the starter just to like not hurt his confidence that he's getting yanked. Yeah, yeah then still just taking him out and playing Maddox Madsen more in the game. Like, if you're going to play Maddox Madsen more, just start Maddox Madsen. Like, I just, that, uh, and, and again, I get like the starter is like, yeah, you play one play and then who cares? They're moving him in and out. But it's just interesting. And, you know, because, because last week, Andy Avalos wouldn't even tell you tell us who the starter was. He's like, oh, I can't give you that competitive advantage. And then Prater just bluntly asks him, like, you know, in passing, and he's like, yep, yeah. And then Bush Hamden's like, well, oh, I think everybody knows Talon's our starter. Everyone in the building knows that. And it's like, do they? Do we? Like, come on. Like, I don't know. They're just what they're saying and what they're doing doesn't seem to be the same. I, I and that's what I mean. Seeing is believing, and 
I don't, I know that people might not like the fact we're critical of that, but I, I don't know how we can be otherwise at this point. I, it's, I, uh, obviously this, this coaching staff feels like they need to win games right now. And I mean, why wouldn't they, they're, they're three and four. And even if they were, you know, six and one, they would still have that sense of urgency, but tailing green is the future, right? I, I mean, if, if he's your starter now, that means he should be your starter next year because he's in, he's a sophomore this year, he's a junior next year. And heck, maybe he'll be your starter as a senior in two years. So how do you facilitate his development? You know, I mean, it, it, I understand that, I mean, what, it, it can be interpreted this way, BJ. If you're taking Taylor Green off the field, you're guarding his weaknesses. You're not developing his. You're, you're not trying to overcome his weaknesses. You're. You're. I mean, you're not having him overcome his weaknesses. You're. You're. You're, you're guarding his weaknesses and having somebody else enter the game to help protect those versus figuring it out. I, and I don't know. As Bush Hamden said, though, the, the season isn't necessarily training grounds for for this type of stuff. No, it's not. Get your comments in. Get your thoughts in. By the way, new segment starting today, two-part Tuesdays with Tust, and we've got a little time here. If you've got a two-part question, you have to ask a football question, but you can also ask the second part of a question, which can be about anything you want to know in terms of Jay Tust, uh, you know, how much he can squat, how much he can deadlift. Uh, what's the go-to song he sings his kid to put him to sleep? Uh, anything you want to know about uh, Jay Tust, uh, sports fandom, uh, what he likes to listen to on his iPad, you know, iPod, anything you want to know about Jay Tust, two-part Tuesdays with Tust. We got a little time here. Get the questions in, and uh, we will get to that here later in the show. If you ever want, you can ask me some questions too, but I, ideally we'll have some fun with Jay here. But if you got a two-part question, let us have it on two-part Tuesdays. We're talking quarterbacks. We're talking running backs. We're having a lot of fun here. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back 90 seconds here on Bronco Nation News. Bronco Nation News is sponsored by Tommy Alquist and Ball Ventures Alquist, Idaho's premier commercial real estate development company. BVA projects specialize in office, retail, flex, medical, and industrial spaces located at some of the most strategic and visible locations in the Valley. Need a developer? Looking for new space? Think BVA. At BVA, we are Idaho's developer. The Nicolaisen family and SON management have proudly been operating Taco Bell restaurants in and around the Treasure Valley since 1969. One of the first to make a seven-figure donation to the Lyle Smith Society. They've also stepped up their support of Boise State Athletics with the Taco Bell men's and women's basketball endowed scholarships. The Nicolaisen family and SON management have committed at least $310,000 by 2026. Get more information on their financial support of Boise State Athletics and find information on applying to work at Taco Bell at TacoBellWorks.com. Lithia Ford of Boise is a proud supporter of Boise State Athletics and the official car and truck of the Broncos. Lithia Ford of Boise supports Bronco student-athletes through NIL deals, including providing Ford vehicles to Taylor Green and Riley Smith from the football team and Paige Barsh from the volleyball team. Rain's family purchased RF-150 from Lithia Ford. Couldn't be happier with the purchase. Check out the all-electric F-150 Lightning or the electric Mustang Mach-E at Lithia Ford and make sure to check out their full inventory of vehicles at LithiaFordBoise.com. The Blue and Orange Store is the perfect spot to get all your gear for your next Bronco game. The Blue and Orange Store has official Nike apparel, including jerseys, shirts, sweatshirts, jackets, hats, and more. Wear what the Broncos wear and get it at the Blue and Orange Store, the second floor of the Boise Town Square Mall, or get free shipping on a $40 order online at Store.com. And we're back here at Bronco Nation News. By the way, I'm wearing my, uh, I don't know if you can see it or not, Meridian All-Stars t-shirt here. Okay. Shout out to my son, Naismith. Had the last uh, baseball game of the, sp of the uh, season 
last uh, last night. And uh, the imp- Jay, you're going to be here shortly watching the uh, kids' games and stuff. Yeah. And I need to get. Hold on, I got to get the graph. Bronco Nation news. This this is uh, not great. On the fly, try to try to go off topic with my kid here and can't even do it right. But uh, Dude, that was uh, a last game, drop right there. Last game of the uh, season, and this is a little small highlights uh, from a couple of the games he played. Uh, but uh, going from the beginning of the spring season, we were on the Mets in March and April, and I was the coach. Uh, and going into the summer where, you know, not going to lie, was almost an automatic out uh, for much of the season. Uh, now to be in like three straight games, just roping hits to the outfield. Uh, it's been a cool as a parent to, to watch my son. And the last, the, the final game was last night. He's even getting on the mound, uh, pitching a little bit. Uh, here he is uh, throwing some heat. Um the Meridian uh, 9U All-Stars, or select team, I guess they were in the fall. He was on the All-Star team in the summer. Didn't really know if he liked baseball. Didn't really know if he wanted to play and was able to help coach in the summer. Mostly I've just been a dad here in the fall uh, watching him play. And uh, to see his uh, excitement level for the game of baseball, it's been a lot of fun as a parent. And I know you'll be there uh, shortly in sports uh, with, with your family, Jay. But I uh, just wanted to give... Naismith, a uh, quick shout out, and uh, I'm supporting him today with the shirt. But uh, had a hit last night in the final game. They played a final game against the. Uh, they're they're on the nine U team. They played the ten U team and uh, got the win over them in the last game of the season to uh, finish out the uh, the oh, season. So, uh, when I counted it up with the spring season, the summer season, and the fall season, he played almost like fifty games. Uh, and it was spread out over an eight or nine month period, but um, it was uh, his development was awesome. And as a parent, I know a lot of you guys out there have kids that have played sports and to see and, and even in a seven, eight month span, the improvement that he made. And we were driving to the game the other day, Jay, and he said, Dad, I feel like I can hit any pitch no matter where it's thrown. And I'm like, all right, well, that's that's the kind of confidence that I'm looking for, because uh, there were some games in the summer where I'm not even sure he wanted to go. So uh, thank you to all the uh, coaches. Matt, Travis, everybody with the uh, 9U Select team had a great time, and it was fun with all the parents and, and just uh, watching watching your kid out there play sports. There's nothing better. There were a couple of early flights I had to take to get back from some of these games to get out there and see it, and um, it was all worth it to, to see Naismith out there. So props to my son, and uh, looking forward already to uh, the spring season. So what do you think? He's the hitting, sport- dude, he's hitting ropes. He had a couple nice hits, man. Couple, uh, couple yeah, nice hits. Uh, yeah, couple nice hits. Tops ever had probably more oh, hits. That, than that's not, that's ever not. Had. Didn't take long to do that. His bat speed's probably already better for sure. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, that was just a personal aside that I forgot. I had that clip, and I, I was love wearing. it, man. That's awesome. Shout out to Naismith, Smith, and uh, it was fun. Um, Bronco says CJ out at Axiom working he out. He is a beast. Um, Got to get back in there, man. Football season's kicking my butt once again. Future star with the Idaho Metropolitans, if you ever need anybody. Uh. <laughs> uh, all right, two-part questions. If you got a question for Jay Tust uh, about uh, football, about life, about whatever you want, we got a little bit of time. We can get to the two-part questions here. Um, two-part Tust is better than two-part uh, Taco Tuesday. Uh, there you go. The uh, the sad thing about the QB situation isn't even the biggest issue going on with this team. The D is horrendous. The main reason the team can't win the games. Uh any hope for the defense moving forward here? Um, man, I, I guess I'll say this. If you look at the way they played in the second half against San Diego State and the first half against Colorado State, there's something there to be optimistic for. And even most of the second half against Colorado State, for that matter. But, I mean, if you look at the first, the, the, again, the second half against Colorado, or the, excuse me, the second half against San Jose State and the first half against Colorado State, 
That, that's four quarters of shutout football. If you rope in, you know, most of the second quarter, second half against Colorado State, then all of a sudden, you know, Boise State goes 85 minutes and 59 seconds where they give up 10 total points. Yeah, uh, that's a long time to to only to to limit your opponent to 10 total points. So that that suggests that we, you know, you could have optimism, but this is a four quarter game. Like, can you do it on one given night for four straight quarters? Let's not split games in half and take different scenarios and say, if you do this and this, then it adds up to this. Like, you got to do it for four quarters. And the thing that I will say, like, with Wyoming coming to town, BJ, you pointed it out. You look up and down the, the stats of this team, and you're like, oh, there's no reason for even a down Boise State team shouldn't beat these guys. But if you look at the final score, somehow – Wyoming's been very, very good this season, sitting at five and two. And I, you know, you want to talk about a team that their identity is always consistent, regardless of which pieces they plug in. They always have a good running back. Um, they always have a good disciplined defense, highlighted by a middle linebacker that is going to probably be a, a you know in contention to be all Mountain West. And the the key piece for them is that if they can find a quarterback that can make plays. I mean, not anything crazy, but just make plays and not turn the ball over more than anything. And right now they have that in, in Andrew Peasley. And so if if they can, they, they have a nice recipe for a, a Craig Bull successful team. And now Boise State's going to have to prove that they can be more disciplined than a Craig Bull team, which is going to be really, really tough to do. Again, get your questions in for Jay Tust. Our final segment of the show, we're going to get, we've got some great ones already. I'm, I'm already chuckling at a couple of these, thinking about Jay's answers, but uh, get your questions in. The crazier, the better. Uh, things you've always wanted to ask Jay Tust, now is your chance. We'll get to those at the end of the show. Uh, need a Tust stats on which programs have the longest active streak of running backs in the league? BSU looking good right now, Jay. The longest active streak of RBs in the league. Having at least, I guess, one running back in the league at all times, or I don't know what the what exactly Jordan means by that. Just yeah. somebody on an active roster. I would have to think Alabama. There's got to be some schools that have had some uh, running backs in the league for a long time. If that's what you're asking, I would I would assume so. Yeah. Um, Alexander Madison obviously playing on Monday Night Football was fun last night, but yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about that one. Ajayi yeah, probably sure overlapped. Ajayi probably overlapped with. Then McNichols, then Madison. Yeah, I would assume the, so, you know, off, off active and inactive roster. What about before twenty fourteen? Did they have anybody active Doug before? Martin. Okay, yeah, you know, he was around for a while. So yeah, I, mean, I, I bet you they they all probably connect. Yeah, they probably all connect. We've had at least one running back in the league at least the last decade. I guess you could probably. say. Probably, yeah. I think you. Could, I think that's a safe assumption. Even longer, probably twelve years. Transferring from QB to receivers, like transferring from marketing to accounting, you can't just switch overnight. Yeah, there's some folks that are trying to get no. Taylor Green to switch positions. Jay, our friend Vlad. I, I, I just, I'm not, I'm not a fan of that right now either. That, that does not make the situation any better at this point. Like, do you really think that Taylor Green's going to step on the field and contribute immediately as a wide receiver? Like, that's a project that would take probably a year or two. I mean, look at a guy like Riley Smith. Right? He made he made the tr position switch from quarterback to tight end and you know it really took him two years to probably grasp the position to be any type of contributor and now he you know he plays a ton and last year he played a ton but that that is a project that's not an in-season answer to what you know they're, they're if, if Talon was a senior and was just really struggling and you're like this is our last chance our last hope then maybe you do it but that's just not a good that's not good right now I don't that's not going to happen
Didn't say every pass, BJ. I sat in the south end zone, could see his passing lanes and throws. I like what Harson said. He's going to step up and take it over. Lots of ways to skin a cat. Uh, I agree with that, Andy. Uh, I just I do think the overall narrative of Taylor Green being this horrible passer has kind of taken on a life of its own, Jay. Uh, in my opinion, and that they they were able to mix in throws when they needed to last year and won a lot of games at the end of the season. Um, getting is- George. Getting George Jelani back, I think, will help, and I think they really could go back. Uh, maybe not this Saturday if he's not ready to go, you know, a full game, but um, at least moving forward, go back to what you did last year, man. Run the ball seventy percent of the time with those three, and then mix in the passes when you need to. This is my take on you know the the development of Taylor Green. Um, and By the I'm way, not- Justin says we've heard from coaches that TG's confidence is low, that it's critical for a QB who needs to be a leader on the field. Uh, yeah. Again, I don't think the coaches have helped really with that confidence. I, I, I agree with that. When you're taking a quarterback off the field in passing situations, that's not going to you know sit well between the ears. Uh, I, I, but again, I will say this when it comes to Taylor Green. Do you know how many quarterback coaches and offensive coordinators would love to get their hands on Taylor Green? A lot. A lot, a lot. And that's yep. why it is paramount that Boise State figures out a way to not only win games down the stretch, but also boost the confidence and production of Taylor Green. Agreed. Yeah, I, I think that, yeah, the whole thing is a mess right now. They feel like they're getting a better idea. They say they're getting a better idea of with the bye week of the rhythm and how to when to use guys in the right spots. We'll we see on Saturday. I mean, we, were t- we were told that, BJ. Andy said yesterday, we know exactly the team we have. We know exactly what we need to do to win. Um, and so they've, they've identified their problems. They've identified their solutions. And that's that's certainly what he told us yesterday at his, at his Monday press conference. And now it's the, the, the accountability comes in, and we get to, we get to see if it, that is going to be the case on, Mon- on Saturday against Wyoming. All right, final segment coming up. Um, we got questions like, what does it feel like to be the smartest sports reporter in the area? Um, fa- Jay Tuss, favorite athlete of all time. We got some other funnier ones we'll get to. <laughs> Final chance, the craziest, most outlandish question you have for Jay Tuss. We're going to do it in 90 seconds. Don't go anywhere. You looking for a new job? Well, how about getting into the trucking industry? Our friends at Transportation Compliance Service can help you every step of the way, whether it's the big rig on your screen, the Amazon truck in your neighborhood, all the paperwork, all the things you need. Let them help you out. Transcomservice.com. They'll have you out there towing that first load in no time. Transcomservice.com. United Commercial Insurance makes business insurance easy. They can write business policy insurance in 44 states around the country. UnitedCommercialInsurance.com. Give them a call, 229-8222. Bronco Nation News, a proud client of United Commercial Insurance. We highly recommend you do as well at UnitedCommercialInsurance.com. The Reigns family is happy to have made the switch to Boise Dentistry Co. Highly recommend you do as well. Dr. Miner and his staff, full family dentistry for the whole family. They make an enjoyable experience to go to the dentist, and we highly recommend you check them out. Five locations in the Treasure Valley. You may think you're happy with your dentist. You'll be even happier if you make the switch to Dr. Miner and company. Check them out online, boisedentistryco.com. The pounds continue to fall off, and it's thanks to Dave and our friends over at Lean Feast. Check them out, leanfeast.com slash meridian. Full customizable meal prep. You want to go into the store, pick out your meals individually. That's great. It's right there on Eagle Road in Meridian. Or you can do it all online at leanfeast.com slash Meridian, and they'll deliver it to you. 208-487-5782. They're feeding the football team, the basketball team, Taylor Green, Ashton Genty, Tyson Degenhart, and more. Check them out. Lean Feast. Leanfeast.com slash Meridian. 
Still time to get that fall round of golf in, and you need to do it at Timberstone Golf Course out in Caldwell. Book a tee time at playtimberstone.com. The best greens in the valley, new technology, new golf carts, friendly environment, fun, challenging course. Check them out. Timberstone Golf Course. Book your tee time today, and I'll see you out there. Playtimberstone.com. All right, Tuss two-part Tuesdays. Here we go. Uh, a lot of these are only one-part question, but uh, we'll, we'll let it slide. I guess we got to start with the obvious one, Jay. What are, what are we benching these days? Oh, you're muted, Jay. You're muted. I don't like throwing that. I don't like throwing those numbers around. Oh. I'm going to say it's more than you think. Well, actually, maybe not today. More like than you the, think. Wow. Yeah. Give, give us, come on. Give us give some sort of ballpark here. Come on. Um. It's Where probably, would you rank in terms of the Boise State football team going into I think I would run? rank very, very high. Wow. Very, I, have very, I, have, I have confidence that, again, maybe not today because it's been about a month and a half since I've bench pressed. Football season gets the best of me, I'm telling you. But when, I, when, I'm, when I'm going, I'm hoping one day they just let me bench press, bench press when they do um, pro day at Boise State. I don't how many, do rep, how many reps could you put up on the 225? I would, I definitely over twenty. Oh, let's go! We gotta, we gotta get a sponsor to come in and sponsor this, and get a, uh, make some some wagers or something, and get something going. Uh, staying on the same topic, uh, what do you prefer, ten, eight, six sets, or? <laughs> That's so fun. When I was younger, I would do more sets, but now I'm older and I don't have enough time to stay at, at the gym for very long. So I'm actually so much more basic right now. I can't mix it up much. It's like three sets of 10 and I'm done. I got to get on to the next thing. Uh, that's just, that's the way that it's got to be. I, I, I didn't really, you go to the gym these days, it's hard to superset or do anything. Cause somebody takes the, with the one thing you're working on while you're going over there. Yep. Yeah. So, and I'm not, I'm just not a, uh, I'm not aggressive in the gym anymore when it comes to that stuff. I don't tell somebody to get off something. I just let them go. Tequila Gus, how many pitchers of raw eggs does Jay consume per day? Uh, 17. That's uh, I, I usually any waking hour. That 17, I'm up, eggs I try. Seven, 17 eggs no, or 17 eggs or 17? Every waking hour that I'm up, I try to consume at least uh, a pitcher of, of raw eggs. God, that sounds so gross. I've never done that before in my life. <laughs> a raw egg? No, I'm good. Favorite athlete of all time? This one's so easy. If you know me, you should know the answer to this Ken Griffey one. Jr.? And Griffey Jr., man, he is the guy that made me fall in love with sports, without a doubt about it. He uh, he also made me fall in love with the Mariners, which I'm kind of pissed at him about. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But without him, man, I would I, I don't think I'd be it's, – it's silly as it sounds, and it shows the impact that an athlete can have on somebody. I don't even know if I would like sports to this day. Um, he was a guy that, you know, mom, we'd be playing wiffle ball in the backyard, pretending we were Ken Griffey Jr., swinging left-handed, you know, imitating his swing and – my mom would yell out at me and my best friend Tyler Griffey's on deck and we'd run inside because back in the day we did not have any type of recording. You know, when it came to TV, if you missed it live, you missed it. And we never wanted to miss a Griffey at bat. And so often, man, he always lived up to it. Opening day, he had it always seemed like he hit a home run. On my birthday, it seemed like he would always hit a home run. I it just yep. I, I can't remember. I I I I just he never let you down. If you went to a game, he probably hit a home run or made some crazy catch. Ken Griffey Jr., favorite athlete of all time. Jay, how bad are you on the basketball court? I've played with Terrible. guys of your physical oh. build. They tend to run over guys but throw up bricks. Um, Perry, there has never been a more accurate uh, viewer comment on this show than what you just scripted right there, my friend. I uh, I played basketball my seventh grade year because, again, my 
best buddy play. And I, I, I mean, I liked playing at recess and I was fine, you know, but for whatever reason, the structured basketball scene was not my thing. The moment they would like press or anything like that, pick up pressure near midcourt, I'd pick up the ball. Buddy Tyler's like, quit picking up the ball. Just dribble it. Just dribble. And I pick up the ball and he'd have to come save me. Uh, that was so that was my my uh, one and only year. I averaged a quarter of a point a game, BJ. I appeared in four games and in the probably the last two minutes of the final game of the season, I got fouled, missed the first three throw, hit the second though. There we go. Per game. There we go. Uh, is a hot dog a sandwich? No, hot dogs are not a sandwich. What is the favorite drink of choice at Jay's Sports Bar? <laughs> uh, my dad's uh, probably turned me on to old fashions as I get a little older. And You're a I Moscow look, Mule guy, but yeah, okay. Yeah, well, yeah Moscow Mule. Some sort of mule, yeah. A Jameson Mule, there you outstanding. Go. But when I go home, uh, see the family, dad makes some killer uh, old fashions that, that we enjoy. Can we get a J your muted jar towards NIL deals for players? That would be Robbie. Great idea, my friend. Gosh, that's a genius. I'm Derek. <laughs> Derek is guessing you're at about 365 for a one rep max with based on 20 at 225. I I don't I don't one rep max anymore because again, I don't want to kill myself and I often don't have a spotter at the gym, but when, when things are going, I'm pretty sure I could hit that. I'm I'm fairly confident. Uh, Andy says Doug Martin put up 500 to 550 on the bench. Yeah, good for Dougie, man. I'm then I'm then he's definitely got me. Uh, wow. Will BSU and Washington State be in the same conference in the next couple of years? Gosh, how quiet has that turned into? I know they got to figure out figure out some legal jargon of what's going on in the Pac-12 or whatever's left over from the Pac-12 right now. In some way, shape, or form, I would say yes. I don't know what the, the actual conference is going to be called, but I would say yes. In 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 the next couple of years, it's probably going to be it's probably going to happen because there's no way Oregon State and Washington State can just be independent or operate as a two team conference. Like eventually, that deal is going to expire. I know they have a little bit of leeway, but they're going to have to figure it out. Uh, let's see. Final minute here. These are going to be rapid fire. Uh, what are you going to be for Halloween? I will be a. Dad what are the kids going as? uh collins is going as a witch um and we haven't necessarily decided on brooks yet i think a pumpkin or something like that we also said maybe the state puff marshmallow man because he he's a he's a dude so there you go um, yeah we got an astronaut and a doctor over here on our side ah, so okay uh right. saw jay at the store a couple weeks ago where do you find those uh, fitted shirts for your arms there um i like built that's a free advertisement. <laughs> Built. Okay. There's a brand for, for those of you guys out there that are ripped and need some shirts that fit. Kareem the Dream says be in in basketball tournament. Um, I will if, cover the quarters. Are 90, basketball tournament. <laughs> if you had 90 second quarters, maybe, but uh, yeah. <laughs> first I'll one to score it. wins. Mm -hmm. uh, and Derek says Jordan and I can recruit two other guys to help spot for you. Uh, at the gym so Perfect. uh that was fun we'll try to do that every so often uh with the bye week last week and uh, having a game this week i thought the two-part tuesdays maybe we'll do a two-part thursdays with prater as well maybe we'll get some crazy questions going for the other guys but uh had fun with that get to think about some good questions moving forward and we'll continue to do that here on bnn jay appreciate your time as always yeah. Uh, we have a, a star-studded list of interviews today. Uh, Riley Smith, Keanohi Kaniho, and Rodney Robinson talking to the media after practice today. So we'll head down there for that, have some assistant coaches tomorrow. Uh, we'll have uh, Johnny Mallory now does Wednesdays, so I'll be with Johnny tomorrow morning. 
And we'll uh, keep this thing rolling as we get you closer to uh, kickoff on Saturday at 3.32, I believe it is, on uh, Fox Sports 2. Jay will be back on Friday. We'll kind of get into the the game breakdown a little more seriously and and some other things and take a look at this Mountain West and some of the other games going on this weekend because things are – Wide open. I mean, there's five teams that are either undefeated or one have one conference loss. I think. I know it's still early, but um, UNLV, the only un, you know undefeated right now in conference play with Air Force. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, fun show. Appreciate your time as always, Jay. And uh, there he goes. I guess that'll do it. Jay. Jay is gone. So we uh, appreciate Jay uh, for jumping on and joining us. That means it's time to roll. Appreciate all you guys. Go subscribe. BroncoNationNews.com. We'd love to have you. BroncoNationNews.com. Click subscribe, $50 for a one-year subscription. Use that promo code BNN50DEAL, and we'll shoot you a free gift card from Taco Bell if you sign up. So have a great rest of your day, and we'll uh, talk to you soon. Bronco Nation News Live, bronconationnews.com.